Are you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show. And Dayton has won! Dayton has won! All right, champion! Nails it! Nails it as the shot clock explodes! Got it! Presented by Bud Light and live from Frickers on Woodman Drive in Dayton. The Anthony Grant Show is brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. Frickers. For over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Premier Health is proud to be the official healthcare provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back to Frickers on Woodman Drive, and welcome back to another edition of the Anthony Grant Show here on the home of the Flyers. Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, and the Anthony Grant Show, Monday night, 7 to 8, during the Flyer basketball season. The Dayton Flyers have won nine in a row to improve to 18-2 and two overall. They are 7-0 in the Atlantic 10, all alone in first place, and again, ranked seventh in the nation this week in the latest Associated Press and Coaches Polls. That was deserving of an applause break, as is the fact that for the first time in University of Dayton basketball program history, Jalen Crutcher is the Atlantic 10 Player of the Week for the second consecutive week. He matched his career high with 23 on Wednesday in a win over St. Bonaventure, and he set a new career high with 24 in a win Saturday at Richmond. So... Some good things to talk about and some challenges ahead. That's what we're here to do tonight. The Bud Light mic available for our folks here at Frickers. we got another standing room only crowd. Uh, wherever you are in Flyer Nation tonight, feel free to give us a call at 457-1290. If you want to uh, shout us up on uh, Twitter, at Larry Hanskin, we'll try to get to those questions as well. But uh, let's just dig into it. And, and, and Coach, um, I, this is a conversation I think that uh, I would be willing to have with you every Monday, TFN. Um, a good week last week. Um, I, I, I would not only did you get two wins, but here's maybe the more important thing: did you improve as a basketball team? Yeah, Larry. I think I want to start today. Obviously, um, you know what's heavy on my heart right now is uh, I think our thoughts and prayers need to be, um, you know, with the tragedy that happened yesterday. Uh, the basketball community lost an ambassador, lost an icon. A lot of our players uh, grew up watching Kobe play idolized him you know, for what he stood for, not only as a player, but as a competitor and having a chance to see him grow into the man he became. And, uh, you know, we feel for his family. We feel for the family of the other victims of this tragedy. So, uh, you know, right now it's uh, obviously uh, perspective is really, really important. And, uh, you know, for all of us, it's, we love our flyers, uh, but it's about community. It's about relationships. It's about, you know, letting people know that they something to you so you know I want to start with that and obviously you know for us as a basketball team uh, you know it was a good week for us to be able to get those two wins and, and obviously continue to move forward and the thing that we continue to talk about is is what you just said the opportunity to get better and learn uh, anytime that uh, obviously you know you look at St. Bonaventure coming in uh, to our to our building I think at the time they had lost maybe one or two league games and uh, they were playing well, coming off a loss at, at at VCU. Our guys answered the bell and did a good job. I thought the uh, the defensive effort that we got 
gave us an opportunity to, to be able to to get a, a working margin uh, to going into the second half. And then, you know, the Richmond game, a sellout crowd, great atmosphere for our guys to come in. I thought uh, their ability to lock in scouting report-wise and understand what we needed to do to, to be able to, to take them out of what they do. They have one of the most efficient offenses in the country as well as in our league. thought our guys did a really good job. So there were things that happened over the course of that game. I thought that were really good, some things that we talked about today as a team that we can continue to grow and get better with. And, you know, obviously we're seven games into this thing and, and a chance here this week uh, to get to the halfway point in the league with the two games. We have a very challenging game on the road here at Duquesne, and then we get a chance to come back home against Fordham here at the end of the week. So we're going to take it one game at a time, and, and our, our guys are, I think, mentally in a really good place, and we just got to continue to take care of ourselves and get better. I want to marry these two uh, things that have happened to us uh, here recently together in, in, in that you, you mentioned the passing of Kobe um, and, and and as we reflect upon him and what he meant to basketball and it wasn't just the NBA it was USA basketball uh, it's the WNBA with his uh, his involvement with his daughter and his his influence on on those players as well but the one thing that is a, a thread of continuity through Kobe his career his message was the, that 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 pursuit of excellence to not be willing to settle for just okay. And are we starting? You know, whether these guys, whether your guys, just you know, they were just pretending to be Kobe in the driveway or whatever. But are they maybe grasping that that Mamba approach that we got to get better? We got to get better. Well, you hope so, you know, and, 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 you know, I think the thing is it's, it's, it's a process. Nothing happens overnight. I think the, the continuity and I think as coaches, as teammates, uh, as people, the adults, I think it's our responsibility to continue to try to, to give them those type of lessons. And, and maybe it's, it's, uh, it's not 500 different things. It's one thing 500 different ways. And so whether it's Kobe's message or our coach's message or, another person that has a chance to impact these guys in terms of becoming the best version of themselves. Uh, everybody can't be uh, a top five player in history, uh, but you can be the best version of whatever it is that you want to do. And I think that message resonates not only in sports, but in everything else we do in life. So our guys are, you know, we're dealing with 18 to 22, 23 year olds that are at the beginning of, of hopefully a long career, a long life. And, Basketball to me is, is like a life lesson. It's a it's a it's a way to, to, to kind of understand what it means to sacrifice, what it means to persevere, what it means to to stick to something and be dedicated and committed to doing something. And I think those lessons not only will help us as we as we mature through the season, but will help anybody in life. I can talk about uh, Jalen Crutcher's career high twenty four uh, Saturday and his twenty three Wednesday. I could talk about Obi Toppin's double-double uh, with a 24 and 12, and I will talk about that. I will, okay? But right now, I, and we talked about this right after the game on, on Saturday, I don't think you beat Richmond without Jordy Shimanga, Jerry Matos, and Dwayne Cohill. Yeah, I thought those guys were huge. I, I, I thought um, all three of them really came in that first half. You know, we had some foul trouble. Trey picked up two early ones. Uh, I think we got uh, Rodney Chapman picked up a couple early. And, uh, you know, we were able to, to defensively not miss a beat, offensively execute, run stuff. And we built the lead in that first half, even though we got in some foul trouble. And, you know, I challenged those guys uh, 
just the other day that they needed to be able to, to, to consistently give us what we needed to be able to sustain the things that we were doing when we went to the bench. And I thought those guys did a really good job uh, in the time that they got. And, and uh, we're going to need that, uh, that improvement and that, that consistency as we move through the season. Now, the Dayton Flyers, as a team, uh, winning a couple games last week uh, at home over St. Bonaventure, and then most recently the uh, 87-79 win on the road uh, at Richmond. Two games this week, uh, Wednesday night at Duquesne, uh, Saturday back home against Fordham. We'll talk about that. We'll hear from the folks here at Frickers on the Bud Light Mike. Wherever you are in Flyer Nation, you can give us a call as we continue. It is the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. And welcome back to Prickers, your home of fun food, sports, and spirits, uh, and the home of The Anthony Grant Show, Monday nights during uh, the Flyer basketball season. Uh, Dayton now 18-2, 7-0 in the Atlantic 10, 7th in the nation again this week. Uh, getting ready to uh, travel over to Pittsburgh tomorrow for a Wednesday night game against Duquesne. Uh, back home Saturday to take on Fordham in a uh, 4.30 tip-off at the sold-out UD Arena yet again. Uh, and, of course, we'll be talking about more of that coming up. But uh, right now, just kind of looking back on the, on the week that was and, and, and where this team is right now. And uh, it was the second time this season, second time in a, in, in a week's time, where you had to go on the road and you had to face – really a very hostile environment. Um, how did you think your guys handled it from a, a poise standpoint and, and communicating communicating in a very loud atmosphere? Well, I, I think experience. You know, I think obviously going on a road to St. Louis, that, that was the first time that we'd been in that type of environment this season. And I, I saw a little bit more maturity in terms of guys understanding uh, to, to worry about the things that they can control in terms of what was going on on the court and and obviously, you know, the fans were going to cheer and, and, and support their team. Uh, I thought we handled the, the things that came at us well. Richmond's a good team. You know, I, I thought, uh, you know, they played well. Our guys were able to stay locked in and, and, and handle the things that came at them. Richmond's game plan in terms of how they, how they elected to defend us, uh, the things that they tried to do offensively. Uh, I, I thought we matured and got better from the experience at St. Louis. Speaking of poise and maturity, um, I want to talk about a, a, an, an issue, and you can address that standpoint of it because I do not want you to get in trouble with the league office. But um, when – no, I mean, I mean seriously, when, when guys are in a situation where uh, they could potentially be frustrated by the way a game is being called uh, due to the physical nature of the game or the lack thereof or just what have it be, how important – is poise and maturity in that situation? It's critical, you know, and uh, there, there's always going to be some level of emotion that comes into every game, you know, and, and the officials, they do a, a really good job. And I think most coaches will tell you a lot of the stuff we yell about when you go back and look at film, those guys were right quite a bit, you know, so, but it doesn't take the emotion out of it. The thing we try to do with our guys is, is educate them in terms of some of the things that are emphasis uh, in terms of what the officials are, are calling or looking for. And I think that that helps uh, certainly, you know, in the, in the game the other day, you and I were talking about it off air, you know, uh, both coach Mooney and myself, you know, we got teed up because we weren't, a, we weren't necessarily in agreement with some things that happened over the course of the game, uh, 
I think it's better for any team for the coaches to be the ones that that get a back and forth going with the officials and the players just need to play the game and control the things that they can control. And we've tried to t- teach our guys and talk to our guys about that. And I think the guys have had a pretty good level of maturity to be able to move on to the next play and let myself and, and the opposing coach worry about, you know, how we're going to deal with the officials. And when, when Trey gets two fouls uh, that were uh, committed by other people called on him uh, in, in, in two minutes and you have to sit him down, but uh, just kind of, Glided right past that. Um, I, I, obviously, that was uh, you know that was something that you know you, you had to do. But I, I I'm anxious to know what what, what your, your your thoughts were um, when Obi got called for a uh, a moving screen, and you made kind of a quick move to get him out. Was that just that a sense that okay, let's not let his emotions then evolve into a quick second foul. Well, I think uh, at that time, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, the decision was – I think Trey had picked up his second and, and I uh, maybe shortly before that taken him out of the game. So now you got a situation where you got to look at potentially your, your, your two uh, starting fours and fives for whatever you want to call it uh, with two fouls early in the, in the first half. So I think we – I don't remember if we took him out or if we – substituted somebody else but you, yeah you, you have did. to you, you have to kind of make those decisions just in terms of the emotion of the game uh you know his headspace where he's at and then the situation what's going on during the course of the game well it all, it all turned out well as the uh, flyers went on to the 87 79 win over richmond ninth win in a row to go to 18 and 2 7 and 0 in the atlantic 10 all alone in first place a game up on rhode island and then two games up now on the aforementioned richmond team as well as uh, Duquesne coming up on Wednesday uh, and uh, also VCU. Uh, Tom is at the Bud Light. Mike, Tom, step up, ask the coach a question. Coach, great, great job last week. Uh, uh, I, I got to ask you, the, I watched it from afar on TV, but uh, uh, it looked to me like uh, Trey Landers was a uh, statue and, and uh, uh, he didn't seem to budge, but the guy that bumped into him budged. And uh, it appears, you know, appeared to us, as although we're Flyer fans, that uh, he got he got uh, uh, a technical for, uh, or, or he didn't get a technical. He got a foul uh, because he was the other guy, and, and uh, you know, and, and you know, it, it always appears to me that on the road, you got to be eight or ten points better than the other team to win by four or six. And what are your thoughts? I'm sure you can't say I'll talk. (laughs) I got a lot to say about that. (laughs) I know they probably find broadcasters too, but that's okay. Um, No, I mean, mean, it's – all I'm going to say is that I – Saturday night was a great atmosphere – Two really good teams. I'm here to tell you, folks, Richmond is good. I mean, they are really good. And the fact that we are even talking about this on a Monday night after that, that's the shame. That's the shame is that two great teams in this league got together in a great atmosphere, had a pretty good go, and, and we're talking about that. Yeah. That's my issue. No, I agree. I, I think um... – I agree with you just in terms of that call. Uh, I thought trade was legal. The movement happened after contact. 
It was the only movement that took place. That's how I saw it. Uh, there was a disagreement. And, um, That's life. Well, yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, and I actually, if, if I can make a recommendation for you to avoid future technicals, you need to hire stronger assistant coaches. <laughs> Cause yeah, poor, I, don't, I don't know poor, if that would have worked. Poor Anthony, Anthony Solomon was trying to hold you back. Yeah, that and, wasn't going to work on and, that. And you went, you went through him like a knife through hot butter. I mean, I mean, it, you, you need to either get an enforcer, someone that can just hold you back. No, I, no, seriously, I mean, we're making light of something, but it was an unfortunate scenario. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate it. All right, this is, this is the Anthony Grant Show. And so I'm going to go to Twitter. Someone had a question, and it follows up on your, uh, uh, the fact that your assistant coaches can't continue on the sideline. <laughs> Someone wants to know, can you still dunk a basketball? I'll give you the same answer I get from our players when they ask that question. We'll never know. All right, fair enough. But you know what? We're going to know a, a little bit more about this Dayton basketball team moving forward. We're going to know a little bit about Duquesne, just a little tiny bit about Fordham. And we're going to know what you guys have to say and your thoughts because we've got another half hour to go. We're going to continue. The Anthony Grant Show here on the Home of the Flyers, live from Woodman Drive at Frickers. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers on Woodman Drive. It is your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Someone tells me, something tells me, I think a lot of people will be here next Sunday to watch a football game uh, that kicks off around 6 o'clock. I'm sure they'll be able to accommodate you. They got uh, great uh, food and drink for you next Sunday. And then, of course, uh, next Monday night, we're back here for another edition of the Anthony Grant Show. Between now and then, well, we've got some Flyer basketball Wednesday on the road uh, at Duquesne. And then uh, Saturday, back home against Fordham as uh, Dayton is off to a 7-0 start in the league, 18-2 overall. Again, seventh this week in the polls. Jalen Crutcher for the second consecutive week is the A-10 Player of the Week. Uh, first time it's happened in program history. And um, Jalen's done it twice this year. I think Obi's done it three times. Ibby Watson once, so uh, Dayton getting uh, its due uh, in a league in which uh, Dayton right now is uh, off to a good start and is sitting atop the standings. A game up on Rhode Island and two games ahead of Richmond, VCU, and then, of course, uh, the team Dayton will be playing on Wednesday, uh, Duquesne. We've got uh, some folks lining up at the Bud Light Mike. You're kind of hidden behind a post. You remind me of my youth going to baseball games up at Cleveland Municipal Stadium. I was always behind a post no matter where I sat in that ballpark. Uh, step on up. you got a question for Coach. All right, since being top t ranked top 10, what have you done differently to keep the team focused? We really haven't done anything differently. You know, I think uh, most athletes are creatures of habit, so we, we try to keep a, uh, keep a routine as much as we possibly can. Um, you know, and the guys have been pretty good understanding what we need to do to, to continue to move forward. We take every game uh, one at a time, and we try to learn from every game we play. So we just kind of stay in that, in that mentality. 
All right. Uh, and the line continues with the Bud Light Mike. Step on up. You got a question for Coach. Um, what makes the Dayton Flyer team show in the polls? Uh, which poll would you rather be higher in the net or AP 25? Uh, yeah, so I, I really don't think about either one of them, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I think at this time of year, um, this time of year is probably, you know, you, you, you turn the, the calendar to February. I think those polls begin to matter. They, they, begin to, they begin to take shape in terms of what you're looking at, uh, potential seating, if you've taken care of your business up to that point. Uh, so I think it does matter. Um, but really for us, it's, it's you know, we, we've got uh, a tough game here on Wednesday. Uh, we've got to do everything we can to make sure we're prepared for Duquesne. Uh, and that's where our focus is. And when you do that, if you can keep the main thing the main thing, everything else takes care of itself. So, you know, we'll let the, the experts that know a lot more than I do about who the, who the best 25 teams or the top 10 teams are. Uh, I haven't seen everybody. We haven't played everybody. So we play Duquesne. And that's the only thing we can control. So we'll, we'll try to get prepared to play them. All right. You got another question? Go ahead. Um, when get right close to the mic so everyone can hear you. Um, when we start early predictions saying about two or three seed and Mar when March Madness comes, how are we going to step it up a notch to compete with higher big schools? So we're going to try to do the best we can to prepare for Duquesne. We got them on Wednesday. <laughs> if, we can, if we can make sure we're prepared and, and try to win that game, then we'll worry about the next game, which will be Fordham on Saturday. All right. Okay. Um, uh, something, I, something I want to talk about tonight, we've talked about it before, uh, but it, it bears repeating, and it's not the sexiest thing we could talk about. I mean, we could talk about Obi Toppin's dunks, and we could talk about Ibby Watson knocking down threes and Jalen Crutcher doing everything in between. But uh, last year, I thought your team last year followed a scouting report better than any team that I'd had first firsthand witness of. This team, I think has done an even better job of that because I've, I've sat in on numerous scouting reports and, and lo and behold, these guys do what they're supposed to do. Is that a, a character trait of this team? Well, I think it's really vital. It's, it's a big part of, of being successful. You know, and we've got veterans on, on our team that, that have been around the program, in the program for three years now uh, that kind of lead that charge and understand how important it is and like we always talk about it, it could be an advantage for us if we, if we utilize it in that way. And then, you know, our staff does a great job of giving them uh, the pertinent information they need to know in terms of personnel, in terms of, you know, what we need to do both offensively and defensively to be prepared. And the guys accept that, and they go out and try to execute it. So I'm watching uh, the film session and the scouting report uh, on Saturday and also watching, listening, learning is uh, Mule Sissoko and also Zimi Wokeji. These guys, I mean, what a head start they're getting on their college careers just from the standpoint of, of, of the terminology and, and just how you do things in Dayton basketball. Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for those guys uh, to learn and understand you know, what it takes to, to, to be successful in college basketball. It's a lot different for both of those guys, obviously, you know, for, for Mulai, he's been here for a year. He's had a chance to, 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 to know a little bit more in terms of our offensive uh, game plans and what we're doing, defensive terminology. 
Uh, for Zemi, he's learning that. He's been in school now for two weeks, and he's doing a really good job of picking things up. But I think it's a, it gives them a head start. You know, I thought Obi did a great job his, his redshirt year, uh, and, and, and so did Ryan, of, of taking advantage and learning our system, learning our terminology, really locking in to scouting reports and then being prepared, preparing themselves as if they were playing uh, for every game in terms of knowing personnel, knowing what to do. Uh, same thing with you know, our, our transfers that set out last year. Those guys would, would be a part of running the other team stuff to help our team be prepared. And you, know, you would see them in games talking to the guys about, hey, this is what's going on. Hey, hey you got to be able to do this. So when, when, if you can have freshmen that come in and embrace that and, and embody that and, and learn from the veterans and what our coaches are trying to put forth uh, in terms of teaching them, those guys will be that much better for it. All right, Dayton Flyers uh, with a lot of basketball yet to play this season, though, including two games this week uh, on the road Wednesday at uh, Duquesne, Saturday at home against Fordham. Sean, step on up to that Bud Light mic and ask the coach a question. Coach, first, congratulations on an awesome season. Thanks, Sean. We're looking for many great things ahead. Thank you. Uh, question, uh, with all the notoriety we were getting, you know, number seven in the nation, na the Dayton names all over, uh, you know, the, the national TV, how is it making it easier? Uh, is, you know, is, is Neil Sullivan, you got, you, you getting calls from schools or getting feelers from, from, uh, from power conferences that they're willing to come in and play Dayton, maybe home and away, versus whereas they've shied away before maybe? Yeah, that's probably more of a question for Neil. You know, I, I'm I'm trying to get prepared for Duquesne on Wednesday. I don't know if I, I don't know if you know we play we play Duquesne on Wednesday. So you know that that stuff right there is is uh you know I'm I'm uh, like I like to say I'm I'm in traffic right now and you're talking stuff from a bird's eye view down the road and I, I think uh you know there Neil has a staff in place that's uh you know hit they're constantly looking at that and putting you know, the strategy in place to make sure we're moving forward in the right direction. And I trust him immensely in terms of being able to handle that and deal with that. You know, you're asking coach to text when he should have his eyes on the road. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that, that's what it basically boils down to though. Didn't, didn't, you know, I'm wondering, you know, if schools, you know, when they see, you know, they see your number seven in the nation, maybe they're like thinking, you know, well, they don't want to play somebody from the Atlantic 10. Well, they're number seven in the nation. They're kind of like, you know, Gonzaga has been, you know, they're able to get home and aways with power, uh, power schools. Not really. Really? I oh, mean, no. No one wants to go to the uh, dog pound either. I thought, oh, okay. I no, thought, they'll, they'll, I mean, they some good home no they'll, play, they'll, they'll play them in Las Vegas. They'll oh, play them in, okay. uh, in Denver. You know, it's uh, okay. nobody wants to schedule a game where they think they have a chance of getting beat. Okay? Yeah. That, is, uh, that is a truism that, uh, that is out there. Okay? But uh, you know what? That's, that's so far down the yeah. road. Just, there's a game Wednesday at Duquesne. We're going to get them. And even though, hey, hey, folks, even though it is a school night, it's a short drive over, um, I'll write you a note for Thursday morning, okay? Let's have, right. a, great, let's have a great crowd there. And we, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk about Duquesne. Finally, we will. We'll talk about Duquesne when we continue. It's the Anthony Grant Show. We are live here at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back here to uh, Frickers on on Woodman Drive and uh, The Anthony Grant Show here. The Flyers, by the numbers, number seven in the nation. By the numbers, they are 18-2 overall. By the numbers, they are 7-0 in the Atlantic 10, and by the numbers, Jalen Crutcher is the A-10 Player of the Week for a second week in a row. Jalen, I have a strong suspicion we'll reach 1,000 points in his UD career this week. He needs two points, okay? <laughs> if he does not reach 1,000 points in his UD career this week, I don't want to come back here next week. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, Jalen's playing. I mean, I, I really feel like this team, I mean, it's a, such a sports cliche coach to say, you know, a team hasn't uh, peaked yet or, you know. I, I think this team's best basketball still might be in front of them. I think we can get better, you know, and that's what we continue to talk about. I think our, our guys uh, have, have been really engaged and, and they're doing a good job. We've got great leadership. Uh, They've been engaged in terms of what myself and our staff are talking about in terms of areas that we need to get better at. And, uh, yeah, as long as we continue to, with that mindset and understand every game, we'll have a life of its own. And uh, we've got to make sure that we, we take care of ourselves. I think we can continue to improve. Yeah, one of the uh, folks out there on Twitter uh, is, is already looking towards next year, and, and we're not doing that. We're not looking past Duquesne. But um, – you know, Trey Landers is, is such a, you know, he was such a, he is such a vital part of this team. Uh, and, and you often refer to how often you need his voice. You need his voice in there. You talk to him at St. Louis and saying, we need your voice here in the second half. Uh, and, and, you know, he had to be quiet in the first half at Richmond, but then he was able to return and, and, and his voice so important there. Do you see others around him looking at what he does and, and that they can be a similar type of voice for you moving forward this year and then in years to come? Well, I think everybody has influence, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the way Trey influences our team is different than the way maybe someone else influences our team. And we talk about that quite a bit, that each guy in his own way uh, understands that, that he has a level of influence in, in how we choose to use that is really, really what makes the difference. So, uh, you know, Trey has been tremendous his whole career, being who he is. And uh, I think as, as a senior this year, he's given us great leadership. And uh, I think the guys understand, you know, what he brings and, and, and what he does. You mentioned the other day against Richmond, he picked up his second foul uh, early in the, in, the, in the first half. But his voice was still valuable, you know, throughout that first half. And, and he understands that. So... Uh, yeah, I think everybody does it a little differently, but certainly uh, the influence that guys have on each other is, is, is real, and we, need, we all need to grow into that and understand that. I don't know if Trey's going to ask me for career advice at any point in time, but I think he's got a, a great basketball mind. I could see him coaching. Yeah, Trey, Trey's a, he, he's, he's got, he's got a, a great leadership uh, quality about him, uh, and it shows uh, you know, the way he plays the game. I think Trey... Uh, you know, would like to continue to play for as long as he can. And, 
and uh, hopefully he'll have those opportunities. All right. Uh, this is the Anthony Grant Show. We're here at Frickers on Woodman Drive. Bud Light Mike available for the folks here, 457-1290 out in Flyer Nation. Also some folks uh, shouting, uh, shouting out at us on uh, Twitter as well. And, uh, oh, James Herring, our Dobo, Director of Basketball Operations, uh, at the microphone. And uh, you got a question for your boss. Uh, yes, yeah, so I waited till your wife left to ask this question. Uh, <laughs> but looking at because I know I know we want to you know tunnel vision. We're looking ahead to Duquesne, but I also want to reference something that happened last year. Even though I wasn't here, but I've heard I've heard the story many times. But is there any chance that the suit with the white T-shirt from St. Bonaventure could make a return <laughs> potentially Wednesday or at some point this season? Who gave this guy a microphone? I did. I. I <laughs> All right, he, he's cut off now. No, there's no chance that uh, that, that will reappear. As, uh, long, as long as I get to pack my, my, uh, my bag, I think my wife may have packed my bag. Since she left, I can say that. She's definitely not listening by, that, by now. She's not okay, in her car yet, so car she yet. couldn't hear my comment. Not at all. Okay. Hey, let, let, okay, let's talk about this Duquesne team because this is a team that um, I, I'm very impressed with what they've done. You know, their overall record of 15-4, and four, the, uh, they've lost two – uh, A-10 games here uh, most recently at, at, at UMass. And, and uh, you know, they're the playing without really a true home court this year while they're getting their home court renovated. And how, how similar is this version of Duquesne to the one that you saw last year under Coach Dambrot? Well, Coach Dambrot has done a tremendous job everywhere he's been. Um, you know, his, his, his winning percentage – uh, the way he builds teams, uh, tremendous amount of respect for what he does. This year's version uh, has a lot of the same pieces uh, that they had last year. Uh, guys are a year older. Uh, their front court is identical. They've got, you know, one of the best point guards in the league uh, back as a sophomore. Uh, they've got some nice new pieces as well. So uh, I'm just at the beginning stages of, of trying to get, uh, get to know their team here a little bit better, but been impressed with what I've seen up to this point. You know, uh your Dayton team has, has, has traveled well, has, has played well on the road. And, and, you know, give us a little, peel back the curtain a little bit about, you know, what a team does to prepare to play at a venue that is, well, for a lot of your guys, going to be unfamiliar. I mean, uh, only I think Trey and Ryan have ever played in that building uh, where Dayton will be playing on Wednesday. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the thing that we try to do is control the things we can control. You know, um, the court's going to be 94 by 50 with 10-foot rims. You know, so uh, that's consistent no matter where we are. Uh, so we got to be able to, to make sure that we're as prepared as we can be uh, so our team, uh, you know, puts ourselves in position to, to play to our strengths. And we do the things that we, that we can do that, that put us in position to win, and that's, that's really all we can control. You know, one of the things that uh, Dayton has done very well this year is shoot the basketball. And uh, you, you, you're leading the conference in not just uh, offense points per game, but also in field goal percentage. And I got my calculator out that I hadn't used since high school math today. And uh, it still worked. Um, and uh, I, I broke did down you, did some. Did you use it in high school? Oh, <laughs> I had an abacus when I was in high school, actually. No. <laughs> No, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, the field goal percentage is phenomenal. I mean, as a team, you're shooting a little over 52% uh, from the field, and, and OB leads the conference in field goal percentage. But I, I got beyond just that, that raw number, looked at some of the two-point percentage, mm -hmm. and like, like OB's 69%, I think uh, Trey's 68%. Uh, Ryan, um, uh, 
Jalen, Ibby Watson, all over, well over 50% from two-point range, and yet also, in the case of uh, Jalen and, and Ibby, shooting better than 40% from three. Does that speak to, obviously, their ability to shoot the basketball, but what your offense is creating? Yeah, I think those guys understand. I think last year, I think we may have been top five in the country at two-point field goal percentage. I think this year we're, we, we're number one. I think, uh, you know, from an efficiency standpoint, uh, our guys understand how to play to their strengths, and we talk about that a lot. So I think, uh, first of all, their buy-in and understanding of that is it's, it's what really matters. But then I think them understanding the spacing that we try to create and, uh, you know, how to, how to put guys in position to, to play to their strengths, I think it's critical. And uh, they've bought into that, and I think, uh, you know, it's, it's worked for us. And to lead the conference in assists, coincidence? I think that's all, that's all part of it. You know, that's all a part of it. The efficiency goes hand in hand. And, and again, like the, the, the area that, that you look at from, you know, whether it's two-point field goal percentage or, you know, what's, what some guys are able to do from the three-point line and understanding what's, what's a good shot for, for one person may not be a great shot for another person, whether it's behind the arc or, you know, close to the rim or whatever it is, uh, and understand how to play to your strengths. And then you know, being willing and finding joy and getting your teammates great shots. You know, and I think that's something that's contagious and, and our team's really bought into that. And it's, it's, it's great to see, you know, the unselfishness that guys play with. And, and, and like I always tell them, you know, it, it just trust it. You know, the, the, the game is the, when you play it that way, every, everybody uh, will have opportunities and just, just trust it. All right. That is uh, the identity of this team to date. And uh, a team that's going for a win number 10 in a row. It won't be easy. It's Wednesday. At Duquesne, a 7 o'clock game. Our pregame coverage starts at 6. Saturday, back home, it's Fordham, a 4.30 tip. Pregame coverage there at 3.30. And we're back here next Monday night, 7 o'clock, here at Frickers Woodman Drive for another edition of the Anthony Grant Show. On behalf of our engineer producer tonight, Caleb McLeod, the coach, Anthony Grant, I'm Larry Hanskin. Have a great week, everyone. And go Flyers. Go Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.